No Matt Boldy, no Alex Goligoski for the Wild tonight against the Montreal Canadiens. What do the Wild need to do with an 11-6 and lineup to pull out a win? We'll discuss on today's pregame preview edition of Locked on Wild. You're locked on Wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey, this is Brandon Duham, and this is Locked On Wild. Welcome into a special pregame preview edition of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you, as always, for making Locked On Wild your first listen each and every day. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube and your favorite podcast platforms so you don't miss out on any of our new episodes throughout the course of the week. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. You can download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKDOWNNHL for $20 off of your first purchase. On today's episode, we'll preview tonight's game against the Montreal Canadiens, talking about the lineup with no Alex Goligoski or Matt Boldy. We'll uh, take a look at some things that the Wild can do to come away with the win in Marc-Andre Fleury's first start of the season. As we mentioned... We'll get an 11 forward, six defenseman lineup because Alex Goligoski was injured in practice. So he's not going to be available tonight, which means we'll get Dakota Mermis into the lineup. And uh, this this is going to be something uh, here tonight. Uh, It's going to be a bit of a lineup jumble, but you're taking on a Montreal Canadiens team who uh, is 1-0-1 so far this season. They beat Chicago 3-2, to two, but then they lost to the Toronto Maple Leafs in their opening game of the season, 6-5, to five, in a shootout. So uh, there is plenty of uh, young firepower on this team. Obviously, you're led by the likes of Cole Caulfield with two goals so far this season. Nick Suzuki, another young player that uh, is, is performing well for the um, – for the Canadians so far this year, but some big injury news for the Canadians as well as Kirby Doc will uh, not be playing in this one this evening and sounds as though he is going to be missing uh, a considerable amount of time with an injury himself. So both teams coming into this a little shorthanded and it is a matchup for the Minnesota Wilds that going into the season, you probably would have said they should be able to handle this one, but I really don't know if we can say that considering what the Wild are dealing with injury-wise. Matt Boldy won't play. Again, for those that missed it, he is going to be week-to-week with an upper body injury. Not believed to be long-term IR worthy, but is going to miss some time um, as uh as he tries to come back from that. So the wild will be without his services with the fact that they brought Dakota Mermis with on the trip. They did not bring an additional forward. Not much you can do there. And then Goligoski gets hurt in practice. So we'll have six, six defensemen for tonight's game and uh, 11 forwards. Now what Dean Evison and the rest of the coaching staff has said about what we should expect to see in this game tonight is Kirill Kaprizov gets some double shifts to try to get him going, put him with Jewel Eriksson-Eck and with Marcus Johansson 
um, to uh, to see what can happen. Uh, see if you can get him going a little bit here in a game that you want in these types of situations. You want your superstar to be able to just take over and uh, and win you a game when uh, conditions are dicey, when you are operating a little bit behind the eight ball from a lineup perspective. You want your best players, especially with Boldy out, to uh, be able to take some of that pressure off and uh, come up with a few goals here tonight to uh, try to give Minnesota Wild a win. But as you look at the top six for uh, the Canadians, Cole Caulfield, Nick Suzuki, and Raphael Harvey-Pinard as your top line, Yurov Slavkovsky, Alex Newhook, and Josh Anderson as your second line. So the edge has got to go to the Minnesota Wild for a top six, and obviously a team that has Kirill Kaprizov is going to have the edge over Montreal. But from an offensive perspective, that's not what we're really questioning as to who has the edge. It's going to come down to what we see from this defense. And we did see a jumbling of the pairs in practice yesterday. Um, haven't seen anything official as to uh, what the lineups, what the pairings look like with Alex Goligoski out. But if you assume that Dakota Mermis slots in and uh, gets the spot next to John Merrill, you still go with Brock Faber and uh, Jake Middleton, and you go with Jonas Brodin and Kalen Addison to see if that is a little more of a functionable uh, D-pair unit uh, than we saw against the Toronto Maple Leafs. And as has been pointed out in kind of recapping the uh, the Toronto game, Toronto is a pretty pretty good offensive team. And so it's not like they played it's not like they played the New York Islanders or some other team that just is incapable of scoring goals. So that is that is a fair point, but we will I would imagine see some different things just trying to get some more continuity and flow from these D pairs uh here over this game tonight. So that's is one of the things that I'll be keeping an eye on is how these D pairs look. The other thing I'd like to see is just continued good play from Marco Rossi amongst others. Uh, Really good through his first two games. Want to see him continue that against a Canadians team. If he gets that uh, confidence to continue to build, maybe he can be somebody else that can step up and uh, help offset the loss of production with Matt Boldy being on the shelf. It's all about other guys stepping up to fill those spots. And offensively, through two games, while still kind of trying to get some things ironed out, this team has put up more than enough goals to uh, to come away with wins. You obviously can't give up seven in a game and expect that you're going to win it. But um, defensively, I think, is the big question mark for me in this one, looking at those D pairings for the Canadians, you should be able to get some good chances offensively against this unit, even down Matt Boldy. And so that's going to be the key is for this offense to be able to control the zone time and to generate some chances against uh, starting goalie. Uh, I think it was confirmed that uh, it will be. Uh, Sam Montembeau uh, starting here this evening. 
But uh, another big one for the uh, Canadians is that they continue to try to get Christian Dvorak back into the lineup as well. So it's a Canadians team that's missing a couple of big pieces. Join the club with the Minnesota Wilds. And um, it, it should be hopefully not too stressful of a matchup here tonight. But if we've seen anything from the first two games of this season, there's going to be a little bit of uh, of stress involved in coming away with a win here in this one tonight. Uh, we'll finish by taking a look at some of the odds, courtesy of FanDuel, as well as the keys to the game. That's all on the way as we continue today's special pregame preview edition of Locked on Wilds after this. Our next partner has a product I use on an everyday basis. And the reality of the situation is this. It became a little too complicated to be trying to fit all of my vitamins and supplements into one easy-to-digest plan while also trying to uh, make sure that I don't run out of energy during the middle of the day. AG1 takes all those different bottles of vitamins and supplements. It simplifies it into just one scoop. One delicious scoop of AG1 in a glass of water is all you need to absorb 75 high-quality vitamins and nutrients directly into your system. Not only does this help with getting you critical vitamins and supplements, but it also helps you maintain consistent energy throughout the day, no more crashing at your desk during the middle of the workday. If a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine, then try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Again, go to drinkag1.com slash NHL Network. That's drinkag1.com slash NHL Network. Check it out today. Today's pregame preview edition of Locked on Wild also brought to you by Game Time. And if you are a fan of making spontaneous decisions like me, and it involves going to a sporting event but trying to find tickets the day of, you know the stress that can be caused with trying to find the perfect tickets. And worst of all, showing up to the event after you purchased your tickets and you've got a pillar or a beam or something directly in your sight line. Game Time is here to wipe away all of that stress by offering amazing last-minute deals, and they have tickets for all sorts of events in your area, such as concerts or other games as well. Uh, they also offer views of your seat and lowest price guarantees. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off of your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-N-H-L for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Welcome back to today's pregame preview edition of Locked on Wilds. Once again, we thank you for making Locked on Wilds your first listen each and every day. Make sure you join us after the game for a live postcast, recapping whatever it is that we see in this one tonight. Uh, we'll have that on the Locked on Wild YouTube channel, and uh, we'll send the link out in socials as well uh, as we get closer. So courtesy of FanDuel Sportsbook, the Minnesota Wilds check in as goal and a half favorites in tonight's matchup. They are minus 142 on the money line. The Canadians plus 118. The over under is set at six and a half. And uh, some other numbers to uh, can think about. 
Kirill Kaprizov is minus 105 to score a goal at any time during the game. Next best odds are Cole Caulfield at plus 160. Matt Zuccarello is plus 220. Jewel Erickson Eck plus 240. And Ryan Hartman is plus 250. And you look at those two names, Matt Zuccarello, uh, those three names even, Matt Zuccarello, Jewel Erickson Eck, and Ryan Hartman, three guys that can step up to help fill the void left by Matt Boldy being injured. And particularly Jewel Erickson Eck on the power play is with somebody who is as good of a playmaker as Boldy is, you lose that on the power play. You replace Boldy's spot with Marcus Johansson. And so if the approach is to try to get more shots on the net to allow Eric Sinek opportunities for rebounds and deflections, we could see his production increase by uh, being in that role and this team trying to kind of up their quantity of stats on the power play. So I would not be surprised if Jewel Erickson Eck sees his production increase um, here uh, over the course of the time that Matt Boldy is injured. But also then you look to Matt Zuccarello, Ryan Hartman as well as guys that can uh, step in and assist as well. As far as keys to the game go here tonight, uh, I'm going to start with one that I always bring up anytime we see an 11 and 7, or in this case, an 11 and 6. Let's avoid the too many men on the ice penalties. It is something that seems to happen every time the Wilds go to this configuration because you obviously don't have set lines on the ice. You have players coming off, staying on, depending on who is in, who is out. And so let's just try to avoid handing the Montreal Canadiens any sort of additional chances by taking too many men on the ice penalties and um, coming away by uh, having to then defend on the penalty kill. The Canadians have one power play goal through their first two games. That is uh, courtesy of Cole Caulfield. And so uh, it is a power play that I think has good enough players to hurt you. So let's not gift any instances to the Canadians in which then all of a sudden you give them life. They stick in the game and before you know it, you're fighting to the ends to uh, try to come away with the win against a team you probably should beat anyway. Offensive zone time is key number two. It would be nice to see the Wilds, something that they did better with in Toronto, continue to build off of being able to uh, sustain zone presence. Florida dominated in this regard in game one. As I mentioned, it was uh, a little bit of a more even separation between the two teams in Game 2 in Toronto. Let's see that trend continue to move upwards uh, here in Game 3, leading to the Wilds getting multiple opportunities to uh, try to get one home as opposed to just throwing the initial shot on ice and having that be that. Um, That's going to be critical here in this one tonight to just try to uh, have some instances in which they can get multiple shots on net as opposed to just one and just heading back down to the other end of the ice. And the third key to the game is for the Wilds defense. Communicates and no lapses on D. No lapses on D. That was something that was a bit of a problem 
against Florida, a big problem against the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs. So let's see it be less of a problem against the Montreal Canadiens. Let's let's see this Wilds defense group um, with a little bit of a new look. See them look a little closer to what we saw throughout the uh, course of last year. And I know you're not going to replace Jared Spurgeon. You just you can't replace the types of things that he does on the ice. But it'd be nice to see a jump from game two to game three where the defense is able to kind of hold their own and help out Marc-Andre Fleury as well uh, with him being in the net here tonight. So those are your keys. We'll see what happens. And, of course, we'll keep you up to date all throughout the entirety of the game as Lockdown Wild does each and every game throughout the season. Make sure you subscribe if you have not already so you don't miss out on any new Lockdown Wild content throughout the course of the week. Make sure to join us for tonight's Lockdown Wild postcast as well. We've got new episodes every Monday through Friday as part of the Locked On Podcast Network.